1: Welcome to Posh Across the Pond, a Peterborough United podcast presented by the Yellow Block. I'm your host, Pete Urich, and I'm joined by Posh fan Derek Smith, who has been a Posh fan for quite a few years. He's an American just like me, and just like me, has found his way to the Posh in a kind of unique way, and now we both support the club from across the pond and are trying to spread the word as best as we possibly can in our own ways. Uh, Derek happens to do a few different things, and I'm going to let him kind of talk about that. So first of all, Derek, good to have yeah. you on the show.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. It's uh, good to be on it. I love what you all are doing over at Yellow Block, and uh, it's uh, I love the Yellow Block podcast. I love what you've been doing before in the past, and now it's kind of cool to see you all come together. So that's uh, it's pretty exciting.
1: So... Can you tell a little bit of the origin story? Obviously, last episode, I did my kind of uh, trip to become a posh fan. How did it start out for you? Where did uh, where did this all start?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, we, I've always known of Peterborough United from playing the FIFA series. Uh, I've, I've loosely followed. I mean, at one time, I think I even bought in on the uh, Epsolite United thing uh, with my football club, or whatever, uh, I had a share of that and was listening on BBC Kent, I want to say, to, to mm-hmm. games in the early 2000s or mid-2000s, whatever that was. Um, apologies if you hear some background noise like a blinker. I'm not sure if what the uh, Brits call a blinker, but it's the, the the lane indicator or whatever in your car. I'm, I'm driving through uh, downtown Columbus right now, my hometown, out to uh, go to an engagement here in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so I, I've always known of Peterborough United, and uh, um, yeah, I love the nickname, The Posh. And then when I went to England in 2019 to study, um, we just came in from, uh, I was doing a J term and a master's program and was spending some time in Copenhagen. We just landed in London and me and a few mates were wanting to go see a football match. And the only match in London that night was Peterborough against Chelsea's under 21s uh, in the, uh, the, at the, I think now it's the Papa John's trophy back then it was the checker trade. Um, so you know, I was one of, I think, the first year they had the big clubs coming in at the, with the with the kids, so it was a fiber to get in. Uh, we showed up late. It was a, it was a struggle trying to get tickets. I bought scanned tickets from Peterborough fans who were leaving early, so obviously that didn't work. I didn't get in that way. Made it in about the 60th minute, finding someone you know cleaning up a, a ticket window at Stamford Bridge, and we got in there and uh, messaged the club in the fiasco of trying to get tickets, saying like, hey. We'd love to come see the match. If there's any way you guys can get us in, let me know. And uh, from that message of desperation came a message the next day saying, hey, we'd love to have you come up. To, we have a game this weekend which you want to come up and uh, check out the club uh, against Rochdale on a Saturday. So I got that message when I was at Oxford uh, at the university there and just decided to take uh, take them up on it. And I was the only one of my friends to do it. So I got a free ticket. Um Ended up sitting, uh, it was a hospitality ticket, which was really kind. And I got to meet a few people, um, to, uh, you know, to get to know people at the club, the staff members, you know, different places like that. I got to meet, uh, Randy and Jason and Dara. Um, and, uh, I think that time it was Steve Evans. one of, maybe one of his last games, but I got to, got to meet them briefly. And, uh, Noel Luke was, a was a really cool guy who got to uh, shove me around teach me some of the history of the club. So it was really cool. So from that moment, I, they superseded and all my other, um, like my local American side, the Columbus crew. I love the crew, season ticket holder there, but I live and die with posh results and matches. And I'm finding myself diving deep into uh, Swindon town strikers uh, that we've signed and, and, and watching, you know, the U18 teams on, on uh, posh plus. Uh, So I'm I'm finding myself and even following the women's side. It's, it's, uh, I love the club. I love what they stand for. And uh, I love, I love the direction that it's wanting to go and I know that sometimes it, you know, we have speed bumps and hiccups along the way, but we've got some good people, uh, at the club and I just love, I I love it. And I'm, I'm rooting for them to succeed, um, from all the way over here, similar to you.
1: No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, obviously you and I have talked before, I'm just trying to do a little bit of a retrospective in order to bring people in who may have not uh, heard of you before, but you also, uh, are involved with, just like me trying to get the word out, like uh, the Posh Abroad, you do that whole entire thing. How, how has that come about and
2: uh, all of that? It, it's been good. I mean, I uh, started a small Facebook community um, that I realized it's a, it's a little bit of work, you know, to do it right. And so I've still learned the, the ins and outs of that. But just a place for Posh fans that we've got a few people that have, uh, you know, been involved in, in watching the Posh, either expats or people that like yourself and myself that have found them. Through various different ways, uh, but basically it's just hey, I found this this club that I really like, and you go to a pub uh, in, in America, and they always have the Premier League on. But I've gotten them back when we were uh, you know on ESPN Plus over here for those nationally national televised games. I've gotten a few friends to say hey, I've got an extra jersey for you, or an extra scarf. Why don't you come out to the pub, I'll buy you a pint, and let's, let's watch the Posh? They're a great team, and you know with the strikers we've had come through Ivan Tony jch now and some of the young guns that are coming up uh it's an exciting side uh we have always typically after the steve evans years have had you know managers who want to go after it and, and yeah we might get exposed in the back every now and then but we do try to push forward and score goals which is is pretty fun to watch and entertaining as well so um so yeah i've, I've had a few friends of mine convert they they bought jerseys on their own we uh for the promotion game that ended up not uh, the, the playoff game last year that would have sent us to wembley we had uh had a good six or seven people at a local restaurant because that was a nationally televised game. And, uh, it was, man, it was, it was tough. It was tough to, to see that, but it was good to have a bunch of friends around, you know, being committed and, and cheering on the posh. And it was, uh, it's something to build off of for sure. And one of them even came with me to the Man City match last year or two years ago now. Um, God, was it, it was the championship season when we played them, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I believe so because uh, Technically
2: 2022, but two seasons yes. ago at this point. Um, yeah, so and that was that was a fun whirlwind 20 hours on the ground during COVID protocols, but made it work and it was uh, it was a good time. So we had, yeah, had a fun time, spent some time at charters before the, the game, we had a, had a proper pint. Um, even drank a Coors Light, I think, it was on tap over there. So that was that was that was a nice little touch of home, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun, man. It's an exciting side, an exciting club. I love the fact that um, it's not arsenal it's not liverpool it's not manchester united it's it's peterborough and every now and then someone will run across and you you talk to someone who's here on holiday or work and they're like how i'm not gonna try the accent but they're like how in the world did you come to support peterborough united like what is the what's the connection and i just it's a fun story to tell and yeah that's my club absolutely so um you know, do you have a
1: favorite moment as a Posh fan? I think that like the initial uh, stories that you have are pretty high up there, so uh, I would have to guess that it's either one of those or maybe you have just one that uh, I'm not really uh, privy to. But do you have a favorite moment as a Posh fan?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, I would say um, there's a few. that Ivan Toney scoring at Stanford Bridge was pretty fun. Um, so I believe, I believe it was him that scored the last goal. Uh, getting to see that. And I got the team sheet. I, I bid on it on the team's uh, eBay page and won it. And it was a signed team sheet. It's framed in my house now. It's one of my uh, favorite possessions that I have, but uh, from that, from that match with all three goal scorers signing it. But uh, I, I would have to say um, traveling to the matches and then the, the people, cause you know, England gets a, they get a knock for being, you know, I, I don't know. What's the word like, you know, sometimes, especially in London, you know, people Tend to just be about their own business, much like New York City here. Um, but I've found it interesting that if you know when I've gotten out of customs late, and I'm like, hey, I'm trying to make it to Peterborough by, you know, in, in two and a half hours, I'm at Heathrow. Like, is it worth taking the Heathrow Express to get to I think it's um, God Paddington or whatever? Like, like people are like, oh man, yeah, man, if you want to make the match, yeah, that's the best bet. Get down there and then go from there to King's Cross, catch a cab. Like there was a, a strike one time. And the underground and I had to navigate that get on the man city match to get up to peterborough and thank god the uh, rail system was up but the underground was down so our cab mm-hmm. driver was fantastic like cutting us through all the shortcuts to get us up to king's cross um and it was just really it was really special that the number of people you know meeting people in and around the town uh a big shout out to a an old employee of uh, of the posh jake baxter um and a current one phil adlin those guys have been fantastic whenever I've had a question about, Hey, I'm coming to this match. I have a question about like, uh, what's a good place in town to stop or whatever. Like they are always very helpful with local information and, uh, I consider them friends and, uh, yeah, so it's, and then everyone that I've met at the club from the secretary at the, at the reception to you know someone taking a ticket, everyone's really, really kind. And that's probably been the, my favorite memories, the connection to the club from, from the personal side, uh, walking from the station to the stadium is always fun I love that and uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's it those are those are some of my favorite memories I mean yes the 90 the 96 plus was was an amazing goal by John or by Johnson Clark Harris sorry uh, but yeah that was that was one of those ones where I was almost moved to tears with excitement of that watching it on my laptop at my home but uh, yeah it's there's so many memories hard to name just one
1: mm-hmm okay that's awesome. Uh, you know, the uh, other question I have is favorite player. Obviously, you know, you've, you've been more in the modern era since, uh, since Steve Evans and that, uh, that time period. So do you have a favorite player from Posh? Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, Favorite player is, for me, it's by far the guy I keep buying the shirts from. It's uh, Ronnie Edwards. I love the way he plays. Uh, he's got great talent. Someone who I know is going to go places far beyond Peterborough at some point. I know it didn't happen this window, um, but I think January or next summer, he's going to go to a big club and, you know, we'll see him playing for the three lions on the full men's squad someday. Uh, I think that's just, you know, great. And then I personally did love watching Siriki Dembele. Um, He was fun. I always liked Dan Butler's grit. Um, He was a fun character to watch. I have a thing about like left backs, I think are unique individuals. Uh, I don't know. know, Every time I've coached, uh, you know, uh, U16 or U18 soccer, I've always found the scrappiest person that doesn't mind getting in a scuffle and has a great, you know, great uh, energy level, is, is a great left back, you know, helps with that left foot too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, those are some of my favorite players. Uh, I even remember Ryan tafizola uh, He was probably one of the first players that I actually got to, like, watch play from the center back position. I always wanted to be a center back. I was 5'11", too short for that, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy watching him play, and, and It stings every time he scores against us because I do like him as a person, but it's just like please stop with uh, stop scoring on us. On I think it's for Wickham, right? He scores all the the headers off the set pieces, so (laughs) it's uh, it's annoying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and I love reading up on the history. Like I wish I would have seen, been there for the McLean eras, um, and seen those guys play. uh, That that, like I I appreciate the history and enjoy um, all that. All that. Watching the old highlights, and I remember one time there was a thing on Twitter X, whatever we're calling it now, and uh, some some fans were like, "You should watch the highlights of this season and you know that season." And it was a fun one to go down. A lot of the you know, there's only one Barry Fry documentary. Watching a lot of stuff from, from that era is pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a fun club with a fun past and I think a bright future. There's also like names like uh, I want to get a, a Adjiboy boy jersey. Because it's mm-hmm. just, I, lo- I love the name, and I think he's gonna. I mean, he scored his first goal uh, in the cup uh, recently. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a bright spot for us in the future. Awesome,
1: yeah. I mean, having been a, a fan during that time period uh, where we had the McLeans, the Mikhail Smiths, and uh, and Boyd, uh, it was a, a really special time. And that's one of the things that, as much as um, I understand it, I also kind of wonder about the people who are. Uh, downplaying what we're trying to do right now because that is almost exactly the formula that we kind of went with before with those players is you know we bought young and hungry and and all of that we're we're going a little bit more academy this time around but you know this is very much the uh, a reinvention of the old darren ferguson uh formula from the first time that he was there so it's, yeah. it's very much, uh, it's kind of surprising that people are getting as, as frustrated as they are this early. But at the same time, I, I understand it. The expectations have changed because we were in League Two back then. So it was, you know, there was a lot less um, expectation of success because we had been relegated and all that stuff in recent history.
2: I think Randy Thompson even said, you know, being a posh fan is not for the fan of heart. I remember him telling, posting that or selling, telling me that one time before. And it's, it's true. You know, it's, uh, it's not for the faint of heart, but I think the thing that I love is the consistency of the people that are doing the best, they are doing the best they can um, to, to see us through. And, and the long term goal of being a sustainable club, number one, that's around, we don't want to be, uh, you know, a club that's like a South end or one of those ones that's having financial troubles. And, you know, as they go down the ladder, we want to stay where we're at and eventually move up. And we'll get those, you know, bounces every now and then to get to the champ. And one of these years, we'll get it right and we'll stick there. And then that's mm-hmm. going to be the new normal and the new foundation. We build from there. We'll have a strong academy. Um, like I said, I, I want to champion our what Jason's done with the women's side. That's really cool. Um, and, and promoting that and, and Dara with everything from the from the youths all the way up to the first team, building, getting the dome. Like I, I'm a big fan of of what they're doing uh, with the foundation of the club because I think it's it's going to be. a a big one that we can build off of going forward. Spectacular.
1: Spectacular. We're going to take a quick break for some ads and then we'll be back to talk about the recent uh, developments on and off the field. Picture the scene. All of your mates
0: around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery
1: fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome back. And now, what we're going to talk about is a little bit of the more recent uh, developments on the pitch and off the pitch. So, thoughts on the transfer window. So, Derek, we obviously held on to Ronnie Edwards. I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase it that way. And then JCH yep. did not leave. So yep. thoughts on, in, in particular, those and any of the incomings or outgoings, you
2: know, any, any big thoughts on any of that stuff? Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of almost like a relationship. If you're like, are we good? Are you good? Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? And it's how you bounce back from that. I think it's going to showcase a lot, right? So I know JCH wanted to go. Um, I think he's deserving of a chance. You know, Norburn left, Jack Taylor left, Sammy Schmonix left last year those guys that were our championship club stalwarts, uh, they had their, they've had their chance to move on. And I think JCH is, is next in line to do that, and it fell apart at the end. So I just hope he comes back hungry to score 10 or 15 more goals before he um, either decides to stay on for the full year and get us promoted, or if he does want to go, that we get a, a top dollar for him in, uh, in January. Uh, so that's that's going to – and I think I touched on Ronnie Edwards before. I love seeing him in posh blue and pink and burgundy, whatever our third color is this year. Um, I love seeing him playing for posh. I also know that every game we get to see of him is, is one less game that he's going to be our club because he's, he's destined for somewhere else. Right. Um, So whether that's a a crystal palace or a Tottenham or a, you know, a team high up in the championship, that's going to get promoted. um, I could see, you know, a a Burnley maybe going after him someday. Um, I, I think that that's, that's going to be just the reality of being a posh fan. We're going to have some of our best and brightest players, uh, get leveraged for, you know, future club success. And, you know, you wish them well on that. But uh, I, for one, am excited to see how the gel, like Kipriano and Collins working together. Um, that's been uh, one that, and Joe, Joe Randall stepping up this year um, to where I've, I've seen him play better than he ever has in a kid So I hope he stays healthy and uh, becomes one of those people that can be, uh, whether he's a starter or someone that comes off the bench, um, someone that can challenge for, for minutes and, and productive minutes too. Because I think he's got talent. It's just, you know, let's let's see him perform week in and week out and, and get that talent where he needs to be. Um, I think we'll do some cool things. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited for the future, all the, sign, the, the academy signings. Um, these are some big clubs that are loaning us some players, uh, and I think we'll be able to see some productive minutes, either whether in Cup or, uh, you know, in, in some of the other matches and the 23s and, and things like that. So that'll be fun to see. And I'm personally excited that Darren Ferguson may have um, – you know, some tough choices to make when it comes to lineups. Um, so yeah, that, that would be a great thing, uh, to see going forward. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for what's to come and getting to learn all these players and it's going to be great to see, um, where all these players, you know, how they fit into the system. Right. And I think Darren Ferguson is one of the best people to do that.
1: And, and, you know, the, you named a few clubs that like Ronnie Edwards might move on to, you know, I think that out of the players who were during that, uh, that uh, past era, like, you know, again, Boyd, uh, Craig McHale Smith, and some of the other ones um, like Ryan Bennett uh, who moved on and ended up playing at a higher level. It wasn't usually, you know, it wasn't ever (laughs) actually uh, Manchester United at Arsenal at Tottenham. It wasn't one of the big name clubs where they found their success. It was one of those second tier premiership clubs that, they end up making a name for themselves at a Norwich or a whole city. Uh, obviously, whole yep. city moved back down quite a bit, but you know, it's it's those uh, mid to low range Premiership clubs where some of our players have found some really great success. And you know, that's exactly what I'd love to see for uh, for Ronnie Edwards because uh, you know you can see that he doesn't particularly belong here for the long term. That that's no. not any that's not a knock against us. It's just you know, it's just it's Ronnie. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, the cream it, needs to rise to the rise to the top, and he's the cream.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh it, it's it's English football, right? Like in America, we're experiencing this with the MLS uh, teams, just like every league is. You know, top teams are you're getting a Koulibaly and uh, you know, um, Firmino and guys like that going to the Saudi League. Uh, Columbus Crew had a player, Lucas Ellerayon, one of the, their number ten best player on the team, but he's thirty one, and he got offered an insane amount of money to go play in the Saudi League. And everyone that got it was like, yep, take the money and, and reinvest it. And they, they purchased a 26-year-old Argentinian from or Uruguayan, Diego Rossi, from a Turkish club. And he's really, really good. He's now the new number 10. Um, and you just got younger at a position with someone who's going to stay there for three years instead of leave this year. And I think, you know, Ronnie's got a contract. I'm sure it's going to be up next year anyways. Um, so let's go ahead and see what we can get for him. And, and wish him the best on the way out. I mean, he's a he's a guy that I, I personally am a huge fan of uh, on and off the field, and I want him to have success. So I think that's something that every posh fan can get behind when it comes to that, you know.
1: Yep. Um, strengths and weaknesses in the squad. Do you have any big thoughts about, you know, where are we strong? Where are we weak? You know, what is, what is it that this team offers at the moment?
2: I, so if JCH comes back and is not the old JCH that we know and love, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who will step up. That's my positive way of doing it. I know I'm sometimes nauseatingly positive, but that's my positive way- spin of saying I hope, hope we're good in that position. Um, I think we've got the, the competition now with the players that have come in. Um, I also would like to see, like, is Harrison Burroughs our best option at left back? I know he can play it, but is he better served in, you know, higher up in the attack? That's something that I'd love to see with you know some new signings come in. I know we got a left-footed defender that came in. Uh, it'd be good to see that, you know, go there. I would say Kyoso is a, a big a big surprise, like a, a positive surprise for me. I'm really excited to see what he can do, and I'm excited to, to what that future looks like with him. Um, so that's something that I'm looking forward to, our, you know, uh, the, some strengths and weaknesses. Kopich, I know you had the the, the gaffe at Northampton, um, but that one's one of those things where it happens to young keepers, and – He's made some great shot-stopping saves. I think back to some of the first few games of the year, he kept us in games that we won 1-0. And if it would have been keepers of the past, uh, Bergstrom, maybe uh, obviously Christy Pem, some of those guys, we probably would have lost those games. So I like the fact that we've got a young keeper who's got loads of potential and I think could, could eventually be a, a stalwart for the, for our you know ascendancy. And you just hope that he would love to be here long-term. That would be great.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you think we'll finish at the end of the season? I gave my I optimistic we'll, appraisal last week,
2: but where yeah. do you think we'll finish up? <laughs> we'll we'll squeak in at six, fifth or sixth. That's my that's my honest assessment. I think I think we've got potential, especially with JCH and Ronnie Edwards. Now, I don't think we're going to be fighting for tenth place. Um, I think we're going to be above a mid table team, much much like last year. And we're gonna have we're gonna win some games. We have no business winning we're going to lose some games that we have no business losing. Right. Um, so we're going to, to take the, the good with the bad and we'll surprise the people. I, th- I think in one of the cups, we might make a run, especially with the, the favorable draw that we have, um, you know, playing, I think it's, is Mansfield town that we're playing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: believe so. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, we like, I would love, I know all the fans would love to go on, on an away day to Anfield or, or to the Etihad. Um, some of the clubs that we were uh, in the, in the, in the box or the, in the uh, bucket with that were left but at the same time, you know, if we can beat Mansfield and dispatch a, a lower-level team, we're, we have a chance to, to to continue to rise up, and that's just going to bring more mo- money into the club, more funds into the club, and help us to continue on the path. To me, it's I, I keep my eye on the horizon. So this year, I'm I'm very optimistic we'll finish sixth and get in the playoffs again. Um, but long-term, I, I see us being a, a a steady championship side in the next five years. I really do. Um, yeah. And that's where I, that's where I keep my focus on. And that's what makes me not you know, get as upset as I know some of our fellow Posh fans get when we drop points or we lose. Uh, I, I like to trust the process and, and look at the bigger picture. Um, I think we got great people in charge and yeah, the future's bright for the Posh. You,
1: you said the watchword that uh, is going to make everybody uh, upset, uh, you know, trust the process. But I totally get what you're talking about is I would be I, having watched and or listened to all of the games so far. I would be much more concerned if we were just getting our doors blown off right from the beginning. But what we're seeing is we start off games extremely well. And then all of a sudden we're having a fall off uh, towards the latter stats, uh, latter parts of the game. And all that is, is inconsistency. And that comes with young players. And so as these players gain experience and become more proper professionals, they're going to get better at this and that's going to happen this season. And yeah. that, that's, a, I think, exactly your estimation on uh, what's going to happen. Uh, uh, fills it just it fits in with yeah. that.
2: Yeah, and just look at the lineup. Look, you know, Scroll back if you or if you have an old screenshot from back in your memories last year. Look at who our starters were last year this time. And so, our, like, you know, you think about the first game, uh, Cheltenham, I think it was, away. Shemmy mm-hmm. Smodics was starting. JCH was starting. Jack Taylor was starting. I think Ali Norburn was starting. Um, we had a, a really, really stacked roster there. And, you know, it's different this time around. And a lot of those players have left, so we have to, I think, adjust expectations and look at it as, you know, we were supposed to win the league last year or at least get to the second spot. That was my very optimistic and, and I thought, very correct um, estimation, and we barely made it in. So this year it's – I think we could finish mid-table if we're not careful, but I'm optimistic that we can squeak into the playoffs and you know, make some noise and see what happens. But uh, I'm not going to lose sleep if we, um, you know, continue to build and, and, and get better but by part of that getting better is uh, having players develop this year. Um, I'd rather I'd rather be consistently in the playoffs or getting promoted in three years than to, you know, try to throw in another, you know, 10, 20, play, 10, 15 players that have championship level experience. And we and we end up missing out and then tanking and going down to League Two because we have no finances to compete at League One anymore. I don't want that to happen. I know a lot of people don't want that to happen. So it's not a good word. It's not a good phrase to say. But, yeah, trust the process. Because it it'll get us there, it will. Mm-hmm. I have full faith in it.
1: Um, I know you said you only got to listen to parts of the uh, Pompey match. Do you have any thoughts about you know how we played, uh, obviously, or man of the match?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we came out strong, and you know, I think when it when when you let one goal in, it, you let a second one in pretty easy, and uh, I think that's what happened with us is that we sometimes you, you get that self defeating mindset, right? Um, and I think what the toughest challenge with a young team is, and you know, I've seen this happen in other scenarios and other clubs is that like for every training match, you, you start one nil down on a small sided game. You're always coming from behind. It's a mentality that when you're down, you're not, you're never out, you know? So like, I think about that, that time we were down three nil and, and came back to tie at three, three to, to advance. And had we not done that, we would have not had that championship season. So you have to have some belief. You have to have some you know, we can do it kind of mindset or else you're just going to be, you know, just going to, you're just going to, you're always going to be, well, woe is me. We're done at halftime. There's nothing we can do. Right. I love a good comeback team. I love the team that can stay in it, go down four to two and come back and and tie it and make it a, make get a point out of nothing or a team that can be down two nothing and win three, two. Those are fun teams to watch. And those are some, some, to me, some of the the best football matches out there are those ones. The one nil nail biters are also fun. And I'll take those two, especially if we're on top. But to me, it's much more about the process. Uh, it's much more about the the enjoyment of the game and seeing players develop. We're talking about, we talked about Ronnie Edwards a lot today. And imagine if he never got a chance to play because we had two center backs in front of him. And we are still in the, you know, in a spot where we got relegated. And 2023 comes, we've got a young, inexperienced Ronnie Edwards. And we're still, uh, you know, in the in League One. That to me is like... I like the fact that we develop players, that we're known for developing players. I love that we can turn on any uh, – we, we either we get to watch all the EPL matches in, in America. I can go down and see multiple posh players on rosters uh, all across the league, and that's that's fun to see. I like seeing that. So Ivan Tony, I'm a huge fan of him. Even though he doesn't play for posh anymore, I, I, if we play him in a game after January in a cup game, I don't want him to score any goals against us, but I want to see him succeed, right? And mm-hmm. that's where, to me, I, I – I think it's more than just wins and losses. It's about how you approach yourself and, and, and how you how you run a club and how you what your objectives are. And if it's to play, you know, football, train, be a community-oriented club. I love that. I love the fact that Peterborough plays um, Peterborough sports every year. Like that's huge for me as a fan because they're playing the local side that's in the same town and they loan some players out to them. And yeah, we got beat this year in a friendly, but to me that doesn't that doesn't matter as much to me as the fact that we're doing this the right way we're not you know walling ourselves off in an ivory tower somewhere and there's no connection to the community and i know no club is perfect i will be the first to admit that no club's perfect but this club has made me feel welcome the fans have made me feel welcome and i really am excited for the future and that's probably enough positivity for today i would say
1: (laughs) yeah well i mean i totally agree with everything you're saying there it's you know the the easiest thing in the world is to be a Man City fan because you're guaranteed results. And that's, I I think that's one of the things that, you know, creates uh, some kind of a grift or uh, some, some tension between, you know, people who are, who are fans. It's like, you know, your expectation is we should be here. And it's, that's not what we're doing at the moment. And I know that it's real easy to spend other people's money and say, you know, Oh, Dara should have bought a, you know, championship level striker or something like that. It's easy to spend other people's money. And it's also easy for people like myself, who's an overweight middle-aged man to say like that kid who's 21 years old should have put that goal in because that's easy. No, that's not the way that the world
2: works. That's not, not the way the world works. And P, I got some good news for you, man. I lost 60 pounds since uh, January transfer window. I got some tips I can give you if you, if you want to be, if you're interested in that.
1: I I mean, I I would love to, I would love to hear that. That's off the air stuff, but (laughs) I I don't think we need to turn this into a, a diet show as well as a, Uh, uh, a posh fan forum. But um, you know, regardless uh, it it sounds like the car might've stopped. So you're probably where you need to be. So extremely excited to have you on. Um, Thank you for coming on and having, having this conversation. It's always good to, you know, touch base with you and, other posh fans uh from around the united
2: states yeah chat anytime man i love love talking to you guys and love you guys over at the yellow block it's it's been great to be on and thank you so much for having me on
1: absolutely derek it's uh good to touch base again yeah i appreciate you man and hey i will talk to you soon all right all right sounds good appreciate it brother thank you thanks for listening to this episode of posh across the pond thanks derek for joining us today if you're a posh fan abroad we'd love to hear from you visit our website and get in touch Follow us on the socials or visit our website, www.theyellowblock.co.uk. Up the posh.
2: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network.
0: TalkSport. Powered by fans.